0: Hi, and welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name is Louise and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First, we'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is, and what AA can do to help. Then, we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to read the AA preamble, which is read at the start of every AA meeting. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other so that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions – AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution. Does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. So what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There's no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has a hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model, and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you are an alcoholic, you are at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places. Prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is it is an allergy of the body coupled with an obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having the first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And yet, because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up the first drink. And this is what makes us powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step program of recovery, which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. This programme has a proven track record of helping otherwise hopeless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who's just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9, and we're just about to interview an AA member who is going to share their experience with alcoholism. So let's meet our guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: for My name is Juno. I'm recovering alcoholic addict.
0: Hi, Juno. Welcome to the show. Do tell us a little bit more about um, about yourself. How old are you?
1: I'm 53 years old now.
0: Excellent. And um, how long have you been sober?
1: And I've been sober 19 years, 10 months, and 7 days from today.
0: Wonderful. And uh, do you work?
1: Yep. Um, I work at the Salvation Army Support Accommodation. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. This is 19 years.
0: Oh, excellent. Uh, for that job. Wonderful. And family?
1: Um, yep. I, I'm i not married, but I'm a single man from all my life. And I have a sister here in Christchurch and my brothers and my niece with their four boys.
0: Excellent. And
1: those are the boys I support, encourage them uh, for their achieving uh, their goals.
0: Wonderful. And um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about what was it like growing up?
1: Um, I born and raised in Samoa mm-hmm. um, from a young age. I was um, basically my life um, going to church, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday school, a youth leader um, before uh, coming to New Zealand. Okay. As a group of my village, right. uh, as a as a dancing group uh, for how, entertainment.
0: Oh, wow. And how old were you when I you came w- to New Zealand?
1: I was 17 years old. Wow. Um, and when we arrived in Auckland, hopping down the plane, I definitely don't like New Zealand. <laughs> it's too cold for me.
0: <laughs> too cold. Uh,
1: <laughs> and I still at school for those times mm-hmm. when I arrived.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... The plan is I go back to Samoa because um, I miss my friend mm. and all the school, my schoolmate. until when my first time I met my sister here in Christchurch. Right. I know I had my sister, but I never met oh. as a person oh. until when I met here in Christchurch.
0: Oh, how amazing.
1: And that's where I stay.
0: And 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 here you are today. And here I am today. (laughs) Excellent. So tell us a little bit, um, Junior, about what was it like? um, What was your drinking like?
1: Um, When I came back from Samoa for those young age, I never drink, Mm. I never drugs, Mm -hmm. I never smoke. Mm -hmm. Until when I arrived here, and I said to my sister, no way I can stay here in New Zealand. But um, anyway, I was, I said, I can only stay for a little bit long, uh, probably three or two months mm-hmm. before I go back. Because the visa of which came to New Zealand is a whole year visa. Mm. But I said, um, I'm not going to be stay for that long. I have to go back. Anyway, there are their um, church members, there are their children, is the same age as me. Right. My English for those days is not, not really hundred percent understand what they're talking about, mm-hmm. because I can more speak in my own language some more sure. and more understand. But their church member, oldest one, they 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 understand um, me well. But their children and they English born, mm-hmm. uh, they they are learning the language, but not that sort of. <laughs> sure, they in. Introduced me for the famous sport of New Zealand they call rugby. <laughs> I never played the games. I was a dancing person. Ah. <coughs> that's my hobby. Right. And when I was in training and playing rugby, and this is where I found mm. the famous juice of New Zealand. Mm. They call alcohol. <laughs> and that's where I started.
0: And so, how old were you when you had your first drink?
1: Uh, I was eighteen years old
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, those time, and I was a really good rugby for those from my early, early year. And I was since I tested the, the alcohol, mm-hmm. um, and then start the between the cigarette, mm-hmm. you know, alcohol first, and then the cigarette because I can see my mm-hmm. all my my some of my my rugby mates. they are good combination between smoke and. Mm. And, and, and a drink and then after that we go into someone's place have a party there mm. and then another smoke they call cannabis mm. I was all mm. all the mix in trifecta my tr- trifecta and then <laughs> in about we go into the nightclubs and start with some body bills mm. and all sort of things and this
0: what when you had that first drink you know what what did it do for you how did it make you feel
1: oh it feel you in different world mm. it's like um you in heaven mm. you know the atmosphere when you go to those places like nightclub mm-hmm. the dancing the woman. Mm-hmm. you know they all like magic mm. you know and here the the whole things change and this is where I love New Zealand. Mm, mm. And the whole plan for me to to go <laughs> home was completely different. Absolutely. Because the juice. Mm-hmm. And I don't want... And from those times, I didn't even want to go to church. Mm. Even here in New Zealand. I just want all my rugby mate who hosting the party or barbecue. Because mm. I know it's an alcohol. You, you're you not, you're not going to walk in for the barbecue with empty hand. You have to go with some... Mm-hmm. Of alcohol, big bottles, and you know, that sort of kind of crazy because then you say, Oh, I might be, I can see some good female there. Uh, <laughs>
0: you know, so, the kind of, so you were so a very social drinker?
1: Uh, I was. Yes, I was started from the social one and then in about uh, really got crazy.
0: And so, so, tell us a bit more about how it progressed and how did your drinking change?
1: Uh, because, like I said, when I came from back home, I wasn't that sort of kind of violent, aggressive, angry young man. Mm-hmm. I was a really lovely, humble person. Mm-hmm. Enjoy God's stuff, the mm-hmm. peace of linen of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. uh, story. That's where. Until when I touched the alcohol and drugs, mm-hmm. the whole things changed. My attitude, my violent. Mm. You know, I drinking, go to the, uh, with mates in town, cause a lot of trouble, chasing by the police.
0: So you, so you've, there has been consequences of your drinking and so you've been in trouble with the law?
1: Um, yeah, it was, I, because my, when I was in my sister's place, I'm walking after nightclubs. Mm -hmm. If, and if, if I knock, if I knock the door, they knock, um, open the door. Mm. The door come down mm. if she's not making um save any dinner for me whatever mm. sitting on the on a on a kitchen sink or the oven, they go through the windows and, and s- then the, they call the police to come arrest me and take me to the
0: so the so not so, only did you have problems with the law, it affected your relationships with your family totally and definitely. um so did at any point did you Try to stop?
1: No. No. I don't know about AA or any A fellowship because I'm more drinking with the island boys. Uh And I don't know about the fellowship until when my sister had enough with my attitude and she said, Junior, find somewhere else. And when I was leaving her place, I was living on the street.
0: Right. And I
1: carry on. With drinking and drugs, drink, we have no idea who are those people. Māori, Pākehā, you so name it. And we uh, go to the city mission for f- feed and mm-hmm. uh, shelter for the night. And, and so
0: you were homeless. And how long did you do that for? How long did that carry on for?
1: I was about three years wow. living on the street. Wow. And homeless. And there is a nice uh, support worker in, um, in the nighttime mm-hmm. uh, at the um, city mission um it was a really helpful person uh-huh. he's a maori fella. Uh-huh. he takes me he, he knows i had a problem uh-huh. with my addiction he takes me to the Salvation army support accommodation uh-huh. and that place changed my life so because that because they had the bridge program right and this is where my roommate there in the hostel in the juice because every time i saw him he up early in the morning had a shower uh, pick, uh, have a breakfast, pick up his folder, and went to the bridge program. Right. I thought he was going to be study, become a Salvation Army officer. Ah. But uh, when uh, he came back home, I was talking to him, "Are you study, become an officer?" And he said, "No, I'm doing my day program called NAAA anomalous. He said, "What? What's there? I'm alcoholic, drug use. What's there?" I keep questioning and saying. Can I come? And then he say, the, the whole process in the bridge program is all about doing a Go through process, mm-hmm. everything. And then, and then he mentioned, there is a meeting every night there. Mm. And then that's where I introduce. When I went over there, the male, female, they all come along, make a cup of tea, have a biscuit and waiting for the meeting open. Made and made you, you feel very and say, welcome. And say, oh, what is that? And I thought it was a place for people to just go in there, have a cup of tea. Social, <laughs> it's like a socialized time out things for how's your day been, how's working, things. It's, that's sort of in, in my head. Yeah. I didn't even think about, it's a group like that. Anyway, when the meetings open and all the older people long-term being sobriety, they share that night. I related to them. Oh, they wow. talking about me. Yeah. They say, whoa, this is a real deal, uh, real deal stuff going on in this room.
0: And how did that make you feel to relate?
1: I was so... Because I know, like I said before, I know nothing about the mm. AA or NA fellowship because I never brought up with mm-hmm. this kind of environment mm-hmm. in Samoa mm. until when I... It's a miracle because God put my life in all places to challenge me. Mm. Because I would, like I said, my story before, I was coming with um, back home, Sunday school, youth leader. Most of my my life is all God stuff. Mm. Until when I came here, do the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't interest about him. I just more interest about alcohol and drugs.
0: So tell us then. So you you became a part of uh, the AA community and recovery. Um, so what are some of the things that you've you've done to maintain your sobriety?
1: Oh, it's so motivation me because they got the, the bridge. every meeting AA meeting on Monday on my early days, AA meeting on Monday night. Alpha uh, fan they go it's a family meeting mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday night. Na meeting on Wednesday na- night. Um, I go to the Tafina during the day. Mm-hmm. On uh, all those groups, men's group, women's, uh, also the groups activity groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Friday they call recovery fellowship. It god's mm-hmm. uh, they um, spiritual because everybody mm-hmm. different. Mm. Uh, they say um, my high power, but to me, God is
0: sure. And, um, and so from that very first, uh, so when you first came into recovery, you've maintained your sobriety since? Yep. That's wonderful.
1: I, since I go there and listen, I never mm. share
0: on my early days. Okay. I just go in there
1: every meeting and listen people mm-hmm. they've been experienced. Um, like because me, is, English is my second language. Uh, Samoa is my first mm-hmm. language. But it's not about the language. It's about what the people help you. Mm, it's mm. A f- I learn a lot for this fellowship because it's free as mm-hmm. a bonus. Mm-hmm. And people, I hear all those years I win, people are loving. They encourage. They are really support.
0: And so, part of the AA program, um, you know, is uh, as well as meetings is sponsorship and the steps. And so, is that something that's been part of your journey? Yeah,
1: I was um, really um, um, there, there because the step is really difficult for me. Uh-huh. I haven't done much of the step, but I got a sponsor. Great. Try to explain me about. The step one, step two, mm-hmm. three, through all those mm-hmm. um, protocol for the step mm. through my journey Yeah, And,
0: and service. You obviously and, do yep, a lot of service. Do a
1: lot of service. And that's um,
0: really helped you?
1: Really helped. Wonderful. You know, small step,
0: mm. you know. Um,
1: because life, every day are different. Yeah. Sometimes it's up there sometimes even the workplace Mm. my 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 really challenge my my journey my workplace Mm. because I work with uh, people they still struggle Mm. with alcohol and drugs Mm. because I'm uh, midnight working Mm -hmm. and finish at 8 but when they come back uh, from their night out I have to pre them. Right. And when when they got a the result, because the, our rules, zero tolerance sure. of drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And when I pre them and then they got reading, I have to ask to leave. Mm. And when you ask to leave, and I see myself mm. when I was drinking and mm. drugs. And this is remind me, and this is my challenge, it's my mm. job. And keep my journey. So mm. pr- and because I thought, what the heck, I'm going back to that l- no. It's life.
0: No. You know? And Junior, so how would you describe your life today?
1: Oh, this is the best life ever. Wow. You know, um, your journey, uh, like I said, you're not, this uh, journey, you're not doing on your own. No. Um, if, if things not going in my way, I ring my sponsor. Mm. And this is the beauty of this fellowship. Mm. You mm. learn a lot.
0: You learn,
1: yes. And it's a uh, with programs in yes. life, with living life. Mm. I travel overseas. I thought myself I'm never going to be rich uh-huh. or other part of the uh, the whole world if I carry on my drinking mm. and my drugs. Mm. Uh, probably I'll probably eat. Mm. That's the beauty of this fellowship. Mm. Um, the disease can, this, this alcoholics or drugs can kill people. Mm. And Totally, hundred percent plus, mm. agreed with that. Mm. Um,
0: you touched on it briefly um, about uh, AA being a religious, um, a, a spiritual program, as opposed to a religious program. So, how's you know how has that? Um, what's that like for you? from now
1: I get back to my my father in heaven in going to church mm-hmm. um, because my work is. Salvation mm-hmm. Army mm. and uh, Christian Fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, even the church and all those help for people they mm. are on journey with their drugs and alcohol,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes I call to my sister because they still calling for some uh church sure, me- sure. member, and I can, I I, lo- I love it.
0: And you can bring both of and those then, yeah, worlds together. World together and Absolutely, makes you. Junior, what would you recommend to someone who thinks they might have a drinking problem? What could they ask themselves? Um, when
1: I first came to the fellowship, this fellowship, I more listen to people, especially on your early days, on your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because on my early days of journey, I was... Mind thinking? Mm. Do I have to do this, mm. or do I don't? Because we all love the alcohol or drugs. Mm. Um, but in the early days, for me, I was not sure if I can go through mm. because I'm still young. I'm still playing sport those years, mm. and and I love the stuff. Mm. And but. When you go and listen to all the people they've been supporting for many, many years, mm-hmm. and I take notes from, mm. from them, and I take seriously mm. because I know this, this program and this fellowship is mm. really worth it living life. Absolutely.
0: Well, Junior, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me today. Wonderful. Thank God bless for everybody they struggle in anywhere, in the Hawaii or New Zealand or Samoa, Wonderful. the AA Fellowship keep coming back. It works if you work at it. Wonderful.
0: Thanks very much. Thanks, Junior. So for our listeners, if you've related to anything you've heard or would like more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800-AA-WORKS. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Join us next week to hear from more AA members sharing their experiences. Our show airs every Monday at five thirty p.m. on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesday at twelve thirty p.m. You can also find podcasts of our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz, or you can download, subscribe, and listen to podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening, and remember. If you want to drink, that's your business. But if you do want to stop, we can help. You don't have to do it alone. We will now close the show with a serenity prayer, as we do in every AA meeting. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.